ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Testimony this morning, and I believe that we'll be blessed as we listen to an account of how good the Lord has been to one of us. Let's put our hands together for Mrs. Maoyami Oklu if she's around. Put your hands together for her. Yeah, there she is. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning. Yes, I want to share a testimony of how I got healed from some knee pain. I've been having some knee pain for the past few months. Every time I bend or get out of bed, I feel it even when I stand up. And so I was listening to Bishop Dark's message at the revival at 7 on TV. And he said something. He was talking about spirituals. And he said that we're going to cast out three demons that have been worrying you. So whatever it is, you mention it. He said that, for example, if he calls out to a group of people, hey, nobody will respond. But when you mention specifically the person's name, Kweku, then Kweku will get up. So he said, in casting out demons, you must mention the name of the demon or the thing that is worrying you. So as we were praying, I mentioned the knee pain, you know, the sickness, any form of pain. And as we were praying, I was so amazed. After the prayer, I could bend. No pain. Absolutely no pain. So, so blessed. No pain. And then a few days later in the week, I was trying to get up from bed, and I could feel more pain. I could feel that the devil was trying to fight back. So I started praying, and then I called my husband to join me. And then by God's grace, by the time we finished praying, there was no pain. So I can bend, I can jump, there's absolutely no pain. And I give God the glory. So I encourage you to listen to the podcast, listen to the messages, and have faith in God. Amen. Amen. It's a complete message, isn't it? We've been blessed this morning. God is still in the miracle business, and we bless him for that. I want you to put your hands together as we welcome our father and our pastor, Pastor Albert Akins. Kindly stand to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Isn't it a fantastic testimony? Now, if you are here, you don't have the podcast on your phone or your tablet whichever type of smartphone it is, it is possible for you to have it on. Now, time and time again, we are receiving testimonies of people who just listened to the podcast. They were not there in the service, and they got a miracle. It's not a fluke, not an imagination in someone's 
mind. It's happening. It's real. And this morning, I want to encourage you. If you don't have Bishop Dark's podcast on your smartphone, after the service, personally see me. See me. I'll help you. There is a deliverance ahead of you. You are just one step away from that miracle. Don't listen to any demon who will tell you and give you reasons why you shouldn't have the podcast. In Lighthouse Chapel International, it is a serious error not to have the podcast of Bishop Dark. Reason being that a sheep should hear the voice of his shepherd in order to do well. Psalm 23, taking a study into that. Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Your ability to possess, your ability not to lack, depends on having a shepherd over your life. And as we are saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I wonder how many times you've come to church and you saw the Lord standing here. You don't see the Lord. You see a representative of the Lord. And God has given us his representative in the person of Bishop Dark Hayward Mills. His voice is unto you like the voice of God. So please, if you don't have the podcast... After the service, I'll exit this way. Just follow me. I'll help you. It's just a matter of seconds and it will be done. Hallelujah. Let's receive the ministry of our blessed sister, Mao Yirami Oklu. We take our seats. Let's take our seats, please. God bless you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Since today is Family and Friends Sunday, I did bring my family, my mom, and I also brought some friends. But I have a friend of mine here. He's called Alfred Adequay. He's a well-renowned classical pianist, and I pray that you be blessed as we minister this morning. Amen.
stressed I was Now full of joy and peace I must tell others Come and meet my Savior Come friends and family Jesus is here I love Him I adore Him My breath, my sunshine
join church give another hand clap unto Jesus unto the Lord unto the Lord keep clapping Hallelujah. And this morning, we want to thank God for the life of Pastor Akins, who is pastoring us powerfully, blessing us as a church, and leading us to a better place. Let's appreciate him for the church. You, you, you will never know who a pastor is till you don't have one. And I want you to pray and trust God that you will constantly listen to him, walk with him, and follow him to the place God has for you. Clap your hands once again. And I want us also to appreciate these two amazing talents. Amazing Amazing, amazing, amazing. Amazing. And once again, once again, I want you as a person, as an individual, to learn, you know, the art of appreciating 
the great things God brings your way. Learn it. Have, have an eye to see. One of your prayers, you must pray that the Lord, and Paul prayed, he said, the Lord will give you, since we heard of your uh, salvation, we have not ceased to pray that the, the Lord God of heaven will give you the spirit of revelation. You know, there are some people in your life who are very important, but you don't have a revelation about them. And you must pray. It's a prayer topic. That Father, open my eyes to see the important people. Otherwise, you will see the useless people. The devils who also come into your life will rather become elevated in your mind and in your eye and you, 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 you rather see them as, as, as sources of your salvation when the real people God has sent your way are there. So I pray that God will help you to see. And we want to thank God. These are amazing human beings. And uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that they are using their talents in the house of God. You know, these are amazing human beings. Very amazing. They are not the regular, like you and I, type of people. Uh-huh. These are of a special breed. And there are people like this that God raises up. And before you know it, they are in the nightclub, they are in some type of place, playing music as people are smooching themselves, you know. But I'm happy that they are in church, serving God with their talent. Clap your hands for them. Yeah. And I'm even... I'm even more excited that we have Maui Rami with us in this church. Yes, that is also another, another level of blessing. You know, sometimes you see something and uh, you wish that, Charlie. So if I can't have both of them and have one of them, I think it is it's, it's the bonanza. Yes, clap your hand for the bonanza God. Bonanza. But you are welcome, sir. This is also your church. We are one in Christ. This morning, I want to welcome you to church. Is there anybody who is in church today for the first time? Today's your first time. Give me a wave of your hand. I want to say that you are specially welcome to church today. Yes. Let's stand to our feet and clap our hands for those who are with us today for the first time. They are special. Let's make them feel welcome. What a blessing. 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 Hallelujah. And I pray that this encounter in the house of God will revert you. Revert you. To God's presence and to God's will and to God's ways. May you never stray from his ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated as I read. Luke chapter 19. The gospel 
according to St. Luke. Chapter 19. I'm sharing a few thoughts with you this morning. I'm excited that today another team is going to win. I can, I can see it already. I hope I'm not disappointed. Luke chapter 19 verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore to him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to thy house. For so much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's all repeat this verse. Verse 10. Luke 19 10. One go. Luke 19 10. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Again. Luke 19 10. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. What a beautiful scripture. And I would like to take another portion of scripture from the same gospel. Luke chapter 15. Verse number 21. Luke 15. Verse number 21. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted 
calf and kill it. Anytime there is rejoicing, something has been killed. Just take that home. Without killing something, you cannot rejoice. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. You cannot eat and be merry without killing something. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. And here ends the reading of the scripture for this morning's wonderful service we are having. Hallelujah. The title of the message I'm sharing with you today is Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Lost when you go to certain airports, there are lost and found sections. Lost and found. Lost and found. For the Son of Man, verse 10, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Please listen to this verse. Very important verse. Luke 19 and verse 10. For the son of man, the son of man, the most important person on earth, the son of man, the most anointed man who ever walked the earth, the wisest man who ever walked the earth, the most important person who ever darkened the shadow of a piece of earth, the most exalted person we have ever encountered on earth, Jesus Christ, for the son of man, not an assemblyman, for the son of man, not an MP. For the son of man, not a president of an European country. For the son of man, not the president of an African country. For the son of man, not a school prefect. The son of man, the son of man, not the IGP. The son of man, the most important person on earth. The son of man is come to seek and to save. He had no other agenda but to seek and to save. To seek means to look for with a passion that is uncommon. Seeking out is different from looking for something 
the passion aspect of it is what makes it interesting. Seeking the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. This morning, I'm, I'm very sure you have never heard this before. But the emphasis I am making as I share the word of God with you, my emphasis is not on Jesus Christ. My emphasis is not on God. My emphasis is on a type of person. One of the most important people you will ever find on earth. And it's not the son of man. It's not Jesus Christ. It's not a president of a country. It's not your father. It's not your mother. One person who is very, very, very important on earth. Apart from Jesus. Apart from the Lord. Is the lost. The lost. The lost. A person who is lost. Is very, very important. Now, you, you see, you can guess or you can assess the importance of something by the type of person whose interest is in that thing. Supposing the president, I'll say it again. I said, you can analyze and assess the importance of something by the type of person who has an interest in that thing. I'll say it again. If I was singing, I would have said, I'll take it again. But I'm preaching, so I'll say, I'll say it again. Yes, I said, you can guess, assess the importance of something, a being, a human being, or an item by the type of person who shows an interest in that thing. If the president of this country came here, he's got a nice chair, protocol observed, everybody around, military people, cameras. GTV, TV3, Joy, cameras, cameras everywhere. And the president is supposed to come to the stage and give us a speech. But as soon as he enters, he comes to the stage and before he gives the speech, he comes down and goes and shakes this person's hand. The president of Ghana shakes the hand and gives him a hug. And he says that, I'll see you after the service. And then he goes back to read his speech. Don't you think our heads will turn towards this person? Hello? Don't you think our heads will turn? We will wonder, ah, what type of person is this? Don't you think after church, you would like to know what type of car he's entering into or who he is, what the person he will talk to and where he is from? So you can, so suddenly, this person has become very important. 
by the type of person who showed interest in him. That is how we know that somebody is important. We don't use t-shirt and the color of your jersey and or the, or the type of shoe you are wearing. No. It doesn't, no, it's not a ring you are wearing or the food you are eating or your hairstyle, whether you have hair or you don't have hair. We can tell how great you are by the type of person who, even, even people take pictures with important people. Yeah, to show that I was once upon a time with this type of person. It adds to your credence. Don't mess with a lost person. If Jesus, the son of man, the most important person who ever walked the face of this earth, will bypass Herod. I'm preaching. If he will bypass Herod. If he will bypass Nicodemus. If he will bypass Joseph of Arimathea. And look for lost people. If lost people are the, are, the, are the object of interest of the son of man. Then lost people should be of interest to you. And so this morning. I thank God. For the life of any lost person who is here. <laughs> for the son of man. Is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So at this juncture, if we were writing an essay, we would have said, one may ask, who is a lost person? That's how we end the essay. At this juncture, one may ask, who is a lost person? Because it looks like a lost person is very important. For him to be the, the person, the son of man comes. I mean, normally people who are important, when they enter a city, they go to the presidential palace, they go to some important person. But it, it looks like a lost person is a special type of person. I mean, what is it about a lost person? And by the way, who is a lost person? Who is a lost person? You can have a, a, an idea of who a lost person is by the second scripture reading I did. Luke 15 tells of a man who had two sons. Apparently, he had a house. Apparently, he had a house. The, the, the house is not mentioned in the story. We hear of the boy saying, I will arise and go to my father. We hear of servants. We hear of, that there was food enough to eat and to spare. So we can conjecture, we can imagine that if there were servants, if there was a father, he had a house. There was a house. A chamber and hall, or a three-bedroom house, four-bedroom house. He had a house. There was food, there was rice, there was steel, there were servants. There was a fridge, deep freezer. There was a house. 
But we hear the father of this boy. I'm ending now. Today's a, it's a sermonette. It's a sermonette. I, I, I'm helping you to know who is a lost person. Who is a lost person? The father of this boy is the one who gives us an insight into who a lost person is. When the boy came back home and he killed his cow, the fatted calf, the fattest cow, and they were eating. Then he made this comment to the elder brother. He said, this my son was dead. So I could have titled this message, Dead and Alive. But I chose to title it, Lost and Found. If you dare me, I'll give you both titles as the title. Dead and Alive. Lost and found. So even one may ask, who is a dead person? It looks like if we can define a lost person, we will be able to define a dead person. This my son was dead. And it's alive. Again. The, the word which leads us to the definition of a lost person is the word again. And he was lost and is found. And they began to sing and dance and be happy. Who is a lost person? A lost person is someone who is not found In the rightful place and position God intended for him to be in. A lost person, we say somebody is lost. You see, when your money is lost, when your purse is lost, when your phone is lost, it doesn't mean the phone doesn't exist. Hello? Your phone exists, but it is not where you expect it to lie. So one day you find it in the kitchen cupboard. And you remember how you were looking for sardines and you had your uh, phone in your hand. And you left it there. It was on silent mode. So you've called and called. And after two days, when something is lost, it does not mean it doesn't exist. The phone which is lost... Sometimes it is even in the bag, but it is lying under your, 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 your makeup bag, inside the bag. Instead of being in a zipped portion, because everything in life has where it ought to be. There is a place for you. There is a place for me. And when you are not found in that locus, you are lost.
For the son of man is come to seek and to save the people who should be at their rightful place but are not there, are in some other place. At the time this boy was considered lost, he was in a far country smooching halots. He was alive. He was not dead. At the time the boy's father was calling his son dead, he was not dead. But there is a way you can live your life that makes you be considered as a dead person. One day, and it's a true story, it happened in my office up here. A lady had sent me a couple of texts in one of our branches down the road that she needed to see me. Very urgent. So I made time for her. Unfortunately, the time I gave her was a, was, was a time that was also scheduled for, I was scheduled for a meeting which had not been planned. So when, they, when she came into my office, I was getting ready to move to a meeting. I didn't know originally, initially, that that time was going to be used for a meeting. But I had to go. Very important. So, so I was in the office when I was told that Sister Beatrice is here with her husband. So I said, let them come. I told her to come. So they came. They sat down. And the, as soon as they sat down, the woman began to cry. I said, what is happening? He said, my marriage. My marriage. The husband was sitting there. The husband is a Mason. Mason. And the wife, I, I won't tell you who. You can put two and two together and know the person. I said, I said, what is happening to your marriage? He said, my husband. He works. I said, I'm aware. He said, Mason. He gets contracts. He works. He earns money. But Bishop, can you believe it that my children's school fees, the rent we pay, food for the upkeep for, for, for the house, bills, I am the one who provides all these things from my meager salary. I don't remember the last time my husband gave money and the man reminded her Yes, when she was, he meant that he had given her 20 CDs two months ago. Sharply rebuked her that I gave you 20 Ghana CDs two months ago. (laughs) And he asked the wife, be grateful. (laughs) So I asked the wife, is it true that he gave you 20 uh, uh, Ghana CDs two two months ago? She said, yes. I said, then remember and be grateful. Remember and be grateful. So, but Bishop, is it fair? How can I, a woman, pay the children's school fees? As I sit here, I'm pregnant. We've got two children. How can I pay the children's school fees, pay rent, and, and, and I, I am a something, a, a certain type of work she does. So I have to sell other things. I have to be a trader for some extra work to earn some extra money. To help. Then I remembered that I had a meeting, had to go. So I asked the lady, So what would you like me to do? Your husband is here. I asked, Sir, is what she's saying true? If I, I got up, I was about to leave. I said, Is what she's saying true? 
He said, yes. I said, do you work? Do you earn a little money? Can you do more for her? He said, oh, I can do more, but she earns more and she needs to take care of things. So I said, uh, then, then, then I said, uh, then you are right. I said, you are right. I, 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 I need to go for a meeting. So I told the woman this, that, you know, I think that the, the solution to this problem is that, and I asked her, are you ready to take my advice? So, you sure that's why we've come here? So, are you sure you're ready to take my counsel? So, yes. I said, the solution to this problem is that from today, when you leave my office here, consider this man as dead. The man was surprised. I said, Bishop, what are you saying? I said, you are a dead man. Shut up. I said, from today, have in mind that the man who married you had a car accident. It's no more. You will have peace. You will have joy. And once a while, even dead bodies come to have sex. So once a while, when he's in the night and he's coming, just allow him some one or two. But believe that this man is a dead man. The man could not believe that a pastor would call him dead. I said, you are dead. I said, me. As far as I'm concerned, you don't, you don't live. You are not alive. There is a way you can be alive and live your life in such a way that you are as good as dead. I said, I don't waste my time. I'm having a meeting. That's an important meeting. Consider the father of your two children dead. Imagine a accident. Imagine cancer has riddled his body. Imagine, imagine that armed robbers have come to the house and they've shot him. So, do you know of a husband who has been shot by armed robbers? Say, yes. Think of him as a dead man. Armed robbers have come to kill him. There are people who were alive in my life. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, they are dead. It's a dead body somewhere. If you don't think that way, you won't have peace of mind. If you don't think that way, you have peace of mind. Do you know what it means to have a child? Do you know what it means to raise a child? Have you paid school fees before? Have you paid school fees, bought food, paid registration for exams? This father did everything. But there was a time he had no option. He was compelled and cornered to believe that the son he had raised was dead. So he could have a little peace of mind and concentrate on the other one who is alive. To be alive does not mean breathing in and out. To be alive means to be where you are supposed to be. To do what you are supposed to do. To live the way God intended for you to live. That is why today I came to tell you that if you are here, where is the place God intended for you to be? The place is his presence. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. 
my God, in whom will I trust? Surely. Surely. You see, that is the type of God. If you are here and the life you are living, you have got money, you had first class, you had eight A's, you've got the best, your father is the richest man in this area, you are great, you are handsome, you have a law degree, you have a medical degree, and you are not in the place which is God's side. You are not in Christ. You are dead. You are dead. You are a living dead. You are living dead. You choose to spend your days reveling with sinners. You watch pornography till you collapse. Your counselors are fornicators. Your counselors are adulterers. Your counselors are godless people. The people who fascinate you are sinners. The people who make you feel great are people who don't have any respect for God. I'm here to inform you. You are not in the place God intended for you to be. Blessed is the man who sitteth not in the seat of the scornful, nor standeth in the way of sinners. But his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law that he meditates day and night. That man shall be like a living tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves are evergreen. This morning, you are in the church. But until you make a certain decision for the Lord, you are considered lost. You are lost. You are lost. You can be in your right mind and get lost. You can have first class and get lost. Even on earth here, if I say that you go and visit Sister Cecilia, you can get lost. I was in Tama yesterday looking for a house. I told the person, each time I've come here, I've, I've been lost. Yesterday was the first time I drove straight to the house. Getting lost is part of life. But your important decision and your, 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 your important poster in life is to make sure you are found back where, where you ought to be. Where you ought to be is not with we smokers. Your, where you ought to be is not with fornicators. Where you ought to be is not with clubbers. You must be in the company of righteous people. You must be in the company of God-fearing people. They may have faults, they may slip here and there, but their eyes are on the Lord. Their eyes are fixed on the Lord. This morning, no matter how far you've gone, you can return. That's my son. It's my son. (laughs) I'm telling you that I consider him dead. Some of you sitting here this morning, you are dead. You are dead. You have money. You have contracts. You have a golden brown girl you sleep with. 
golden brown girl. But you are a dead man. You are a dead man. And how can a living being live your life in such a way that you be considered dead? By moving away from the father's house. Lostness. Lostness is attributed to where you are in relation to where you ought to be. We will go to the bank tomorrow. We will go to school tomorrow. You go to your office tomorrow. You go to your shop tomorrow. You visit your auntie tomorrow. But where you ought to be in this life is in the house of God. If your destination, if your life is not centered in the house of God, you are lost. You are lost. If the center of your life, when you go and sell your GTP, you come back to church. When you go to your office, you come back to church. When you go to school, you come back to church. You are serving God in the house of God. You are playing the keyboard. You are doing some video work. You are teaching new converts. You are visiting somebody. If you cannot trace, if your if your paths, if we map your paths and your paths are not traceable to the church, you are lost. A lost person is around, but he's not where he ought to be. A lost phone is around, but it's not where it ought to be. Yesterday, somebody brought a word of money to me. He said, I was washing and I saw this man. I said, I've been looking for this money for four days. Fat. I put it somewhere and I couldn't find it. But I knew I would find it. Because there's no thief in my house. If one came, it was just last week. <laughs> and truly, yesterday, he brought it. Fat. I said, put it down. Right. Having something which is lost does not mean it doesn't exist. It exists in an extralocular point. And some of you, you've got money, you've got beauty. You've got a wife, you've got a husband, you've got three cars, but you are lost. You sign contracts, your business is booming and blooming, but you are lost. This morning, until you find your way back to God, you are considered lost. Are you aware that there are people we consider dead? And later they are, we find them alive. There are funerals which have been held of people. Funerals. They were considered dead. An accident, something. They had a funeral. Mass. Roman Catholic mass. Big one. After two years, the person appears in another village. Yes. You can appear again. Amen. I said, you can live again. Amen. I said, you can live again. Amen. I said, you can be found again. Amen. No matter your lostness. Today, you can turn around and say, Pastor, I'm the one you are talking about. I'm the one. Pastor, I'm intelligent. I pass all my exams. I get 80%. My maths, I have 80. French, 90. I'm into 60s and 70s and 80s. 
but I have not given my life to Jesus Christ. If you are sitting here and you have never committed your life to Christ, number one, and you have never lived a life which is centered and which, which has at the, at, the, at the base of it God's house, you are dead. I said you are dead. I said you are dead. I said you are lost. But today, I didn't know. I thought when somebody is dead, he's dead. But somehow, I'm learning today that a dead person can come alive again. And you can be that dead person coming alive again. Yes. That's why today, I'm calling you, come home! Come home! Your place is not in that man's room. Come home! That man has nothing to offer you. That girl has nothing to offer you. Those friends have nothing to offer you. Come home! Come home. Come home. You can end your deadness by coming home. You can end your lostness by coming home. Imagine a boy in a nightclub dancing, drinking, smooching, canoodling and canoodling. Receiving adulations and fans. Hey, 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 hey. But somewhere, an important person to him, he was dead. You see, be very careful who considers you alive and who considers you dead. Some of you useless people consider you alive. But the important people of your life who hold the key to your destiny consider you dead. Yes, some of you today, we smokers, fornicators, you are alive to them. But to God, you are dead. But there's resurrection power today. You can turn your life around and come back to the place where God intended for you to be. If only you can, you can find your way and find your pathway back to the place, your life will come back again. Yes. What do we mean when something is lost? We mean something is lost when it is not where it is supposed to be. When a fish is flying in the air, it is alive, but it is lost. A goat in water. <laughs> I said, a goat in water. You may see it struggling and swimming, but it is dead. It is lost. Because we expect to find the goat on the meadows, not in a river. A goat has no business inside the river. Some of you, you are where you are not supposed to be. Where you are is killing you. Come home! You are suffocating. Your place is not in that river. Your place is in the air. Come back to your place. Your God-given place where you have life. Yes, for the fish, it's in the water. Yes, for Satan, his rightful place is hell. Hell was not made for you. This, uh, hell was not made for you. 
hell was made for satan and instead of angels but you can choose to go to hell if you want to go to hell it was not meant for you it was not meant for you there are places people sleep it was not meant for them when the boy was eating with pigs it wasn't, that, that food wasn't meant for him no there was food at home when he was sleeping under a shed pigsty where he was sleeping was not meant for him he chose that place by your lifestyle you can choose to sleep in a place where you are not supposed to sleep but thank god you can reverse you can make a u-turn you can undergo a metamorphosis the greek for repent is metaneo return come home repent and come home stop walking with those boys stop fooling in town with those girls you are lost you are lost can you see there's no air conditioner here you are sitting on a plastic chair you are not serving drinks but this place holds more life for you than in an air-conditioned nightclub where people are boozing and smooching today you can find your way back home stand to your feet and let's pray Every eye closed, please. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Is this where you are? It's not about being a weed smoker or being a drunkard. Is this where you are? Being at the right place. And this morning, somebody here wants to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ today. I've gone far. Too far, too far. Too far, pastor. I'm a student. I'm a worker. But I've never heard what you have just preached before. I feel that God is speaking to me, pastor. I don't know why I'm in church today for the first time. But today is your day. Today is the day. Remember. Remember very well. He said, today. Today. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. I must be in your house Today. There is something about the word today that holds a key to your destiny. He didn't say tomorrow. He said, today, today I must dine with you. Today, Jesus wants to come into your life. Today. Today, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here today, I want to say, Pastor, I feel lost. I feel lost. Please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You want me to pray with you today to give your life to Christ. Wherever you are, you can just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes, I see your hand. Yes. You are beautiful. You are rich. You are a great person. You've got nice friends. But I'm talking about where God created you to be today somebody here you are in the arms literally in the arms of a certain man by day and by night come home today god is calling somebody return home don't be lost come home every eye closed every head bowed pastor please pray for me i want to just take a decision today and i want to end it all i want i don't want any games pastor please pray for me i want to be born again i want to give my life to christ sharp sharp and stay in the house of God today. Lift your hand high above your head. Yes. If your hand is up right now, keep your hand up. 
and with the other hand take your bag and your bible and your notebook and come to me in front here with your hand up come come here with your hand up lift your hand up and come this is your day this is your day he said Zacchaeus Zacchaeus come down for today today I need to be in your house not tomorrow not next week today I need to be in your house come down Zacchaeus come down I'm on my way I may return next week but I, I don't want to be in your house next week I want to be in your house today there's something very special about today if you mess with today you lose your life today today not tomorrow he said for today I must abide today I must enter your heart today I must be your Lord today I must be your Savior today I must be your master today today somebody is standing there as I'm about to pray leave your place and come here now if you are there you are like a, a fish in the air come into your water this is your river the river is running here there's somebody standing there this is your place not where you are standing come to the frontier today not tomorrow today Left your two hands. And I want you to say this prayer after me. Close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today is my day. Today is my birthday. Today I'm returning home. I'm coming home. Have mercy on me. I've gone far from you. Please. I've gone far from you. And I'm dirty. My clothes are dirty. My soul is dirty. With sin. And evil. Have mercy on me. Today. And wash me. With the blood. Of Jesus Christ. I am determined. Not to be lost again. I'm determined to be with you. To be in your house. To start a new life in your house. Say, I'm not a fool. I'm a wise man. From today, you are my Lord. You are my master. You are my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. In Jesus' name. for listening to this podcast we believe that you have been truly blessed 
You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God. 